You're listening to The Dilly Show with author Brendan Dilly, now available as a daily podcast. You can catch the show live Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Go to dillyshow.com for details. And now, your host, Brendan Dilly. Good morning, MAGA. Welcome to The Dilly Show. I am your host, author Brendan Dilly. This is my book right here, Still Breathing, The Wisdom and Teachings of a Perfectly Flawed Man. You can pick that up on Amazon.com. BarnesandNoble.com or any other major book retailer. Good morning. Happy Monday, March 27th, 2023. Another day in America. Oh, my God. What a weekend. Rally recap day. President Trump on absolute fire Saturday night. Looking dapper and healthy and full of fucking energy and ideas. And we're all here for it, man. It was a great, it was a great weekend. It was a great weekend for Patriots. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Uh, I know there was a lot of uh, chaos and and chaotic things happening around the country. Um, I know that we had, you know, thoughts and prayers first and foremost to anybody out in Mississippi affected by that tornado. Uh, I know there was a lot of people that lost their lives. Very sad situation. Uh, the MAGA Helpers Group is all over that. Uh, I sent them some money this uh, last night. Um, because I think Christy is going to be heading out to try and help. And so if you guys want to be a part of that, you can go to magahelpers.org, and uh, they've got their little Venmo on there. You can send some money and just uh, make sure you put the notation that you're sending it for Mississippi. So just a little something. But, um, yeah, aside from that, great weekend. I think the rest of the country is really excited about President Donald J. Trump. Trump 2024 heating up. And uh, this week could be very interesting. We've got, I guess we're going to find out whether or not this uh, scumbag from the Southern District of New York, Alvin, nothing to brag about. Yeah, we're going to find out if if he's actually going to go forward with this indictment against President Trump, if the grand jury will even uh, choose to go forward. I don't know. But they are reconvening today, so I guess we're going to have some answers, hopefully, this week regarding that situation. In the meantime, President Trump will continue to surge in the polls, because that's just what's going to happen. He uh, continues to have a message that is resonating with the American public. Republicans are absolutely thrilled to be able to vote for President Trump one more time. And at the same time, Governor Meatball Rob DeSantis down in Florida is going on a book tour. He'll be in Georgia this Thursday, which was probably a really fucking bad idea because Dilly 300 is going to be represented there by Tiffy, by Randy, and our uh, our newfound youngin' Gen Zer Preston. So I think that we're gonna be showing out on Thursday. Uh, it is an impromptu uh, MAGA flag-waving event in front of the place that uh, Governor Meatball is gonna be at. So that has potential. It has potential. So we'll see. We'll see. I cannot wait <laughs> to see how that goes. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what's going on uh, early this week, or actually this total this week. Uh, I've got a ton of stuff on here today. I am not very organized. I was having issues with the software this morning. I do have everything, almost everything on my set. Anything I didn't grab, I'll have to roll to tomorrow. But it's been that kind of a fucking day. You know, you sit down, you're like, ah, it's a great weekend, it's Monday. And then I'm like, son of a bitch. And I think there's an update that hasn't been done yet. So we'll, we'll do it. We'll fix it. Yeah, we'll, we'll fix it. We'll get it, we'll get it straightened out. But uh, either way, I'll have to wing it for today, which I'm totally not accustomed to doing. <laughs> also, shout out to Ramble Rants for that absolutely epic throwback meme. It's one of my favorites, dude. And uh, we're going to talk about that today because... 
The culture has shifted. It has changed dramatically. We're trying to salvage it, save it in some way, shape, or form. We've got an update on a few things that are going to probably be a little bit upsetting when I talk about them initially. Uh, I hopefully can lead you off of the ledge, but it ain't fucking good. Marxism is here in your country. They are working day and night against you and your, you know, essentially the, the American culture and agenda. They are modifying your history as we speak. As I sit in front of you right now, they are changing yet more books to modify the language in these books to not be triggering and they no longer will reflect the language of the day that they were written. Instead, they are being modified to pacify a bunch of Marxists in 2023. Scary shit. All right. Oh, dude. I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. So it's true. I'm getting back in the gym. I got back in the gym. I hadn't been in the gym in a while. I've been walking and doing other shit, but really not. Not taking the best care of myself, if I'm being completely honest and candid with you guys. I've been burning it at both ends. Um, I'm having to work twice as hard uh, to make the same amount of money as I did, you know, two years ago, a year ago. Uh, having to grind it extremely hard. And then we've got this other layer on top of our normal business, which is Trump 2024. Now, it's incredible. The problem is it's highly addictive. I can't. I have a hard time walking the fuck away from this fight. So I am locked in all the time. And uh, I definitely realized, I was like, yo, I got to take, I got to start taking care of myself the way I used to. Because it was the only way I was able to burn the hours I burned before. So I was constantly in the gym. And so, yep, I just said, you know what? Recalibrating. I took the weekend, got myself dialed in, got into the gym uh, over the weekend and today. And uh, mostly, if, just for you guys, if you want to track along with what I'm doing. I'm going in about it a little bit different. I don't have a lot of time for bullshit bodybuilding type of uh, workouts. If you have time for that, that's cool. But I don't have time. So what I'm focused on right now is uh, I'm focused heavily on cardio because I've got to make sure my heart is on point. Um, and that's a big one for me. And then I'm going to be doing a lot of compound exercises. So during this time of year, and this is just for those of you who decide to start get exercising this time of year, and you want to get that initial five to seven pounds off like really quickly. The way that I always have done it as a personal trainer is um, I'll do a mixture of uh, fasted cardio in the morning. And I'll do about 30 minutes of walking uh, varying degrees on incline and speeds. So that's where I'll start. And then I follow that with some type of either kettlebell routine or compound exercise routine. A lot of push-ups, a lot of pull-ups, a lot of squats. And that's just, I'm doing total body stuff. And I'll stay with this until I drop that first seven to eight pounds, which is really, I don't have much to lose. I'm already within probably about eight pounds of my goal, nine pounds. But I want to put some muscle mass back on. And so this is kind of how I go about it. The other thing that uh, <clears throat> I'm a big proponent of is frequency training versus intensity training. I think when you're younger, you can afford to be in the gym an hour and 20 minutes, hour, 30 minutes, killing it. I think when you, the older you get, the longer it takes to recover. And so for me right now, it's, uh, it's about 30 minutes of cardio and about 20 minutes to 30 minutes max of weight training. And then I'm fucking out the building and I'm, I'm focused entirely on recovery at that point. So hopefully if you guys are all, maybe you guys are already in great shape. Uh, I have a, a particular standard I hold myself to that I have not be, been meeting and, uh, we'll get back there very quickly, but, uh, yeah, you guys can kind of follow along with my journey, but this is what I'm doing right now. And then uh, I guess as the summer 
gets underway, we'll start modifying the workouts. But initially, just got to get this thing rocking and rolling. My goodness. I, well, you know what it was? It's inspiring, too. You see President Donnie J. Trump. I don't know if I have the photo. I'm going to grab this fucking photo for you guys real quick. I don't know if you guys saw him over the weekend, dude. And the left is losing their fucking marbles because they're like, there's no way that's actually him. Well, it is. And he looks absolutely fantastic. Big debate on Twitter. Oh, Donald Trump, that's artificial intelligence created that photo. It's an AI photograph, blah, blah, blah. Nope. President Trump right now clearly is dieting as well. And he looks fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, 70... 76 years young, and uh, I think you'd have a hard time saying a negative thing about what he's doing because you can tell he's dropped a significant amount of body fat. President Donnie J. Trump, dapper, dapper. That, my friends, is a man on a mission. And this is part of what I legitimately do uh, get motivated by. Um, it, it's President Trump. It's okay. You know what? How how do you keep up with this guy? I've always tried to keep up with him from a work perspective. But uh, you look at him and he says, "Okay, it's time to turn back the clock. I've got to get focused here." And uh, seventy six years young. And so that you know, uh, it's one of those things people ask me. What do you do? What? what how did you uh, have so much success the last five years, Dilly? Like what? What changed for you? I'm like, well, number one. I just try to be as consistent as this guy right here. That is the God honest truth. I wanted to be as consistent as Trump, which is why we don't take days off on this show Monday through Friday. But he also does an incredible job of balancing, which that's probably one of the most rare aspects of the man is this balancing act that he does that no one really knows about. I mean, it's like how... how does a guy that age stay that disciplined with everything? And it's, you know what? It takes a lot. It takes a really long time and a lot of talent and a lot of discipline to become Donald Trump. It ain't, that ain't something you just fucking wake up and do. Okay. And, uh, he's one of the people that's just to this day, he motivates me beyond anything else. I mean, I, I just have a hard time finding anyone that'll outwork him. And I was thinking about this too. Like, I think anybody, uh, like going after president Trump, the one thing that they don't ever want to acknowledge is his why. President Trump's why. Because they, they never can come up. They, they go, well, he's trying to be president for money. Like what? So you think he'll make more money by being constantly immersed with government bullshit and taking zero salary? You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, listening to him speak and he's talking about this and you're like, this is a lot of effort. Right. Like think about the level of effort he's having to put in right now, day in and day out. He is fighting massive lawsuits, fighting criminal uh, attempts of indictment while simultaneously managing a campaign that's going to have to not only be bigger than the first two, but much, much bigger if he hopes to overcome the voter fraud. You add that in, then he's still a dad. Then you add in he's still a husband, and oh, P.S., by the way, he still has a massive fucking company he's running. And he does all of that, and then this is, this is I don't know, many of you aren't even aware of this. Yesterday, President Trump, President Trump played a round of golf, flew to Texas, spoke to a crowd of thousands of people for almost two hours, then flew back to Florida and made sure his attorney, Alina Haba, 
had cake for her birthday. The man is 76 years old, truly incredible. Dude, this is him after he did everything that we just said. He woke up early. He goes golfing a fucking full 18 holes. There's some of you people that are half his age that are absolutely cooked after 18 holes. This guy's cook. He's, he's down there playing golf, 18 holes in the Florida sun. Fucking probably eats his lunch, re-energizes, does a bunch of business, hops on a jet, watches a, a rally as he's on his way to it so he could reference the speakers and what they said. Lands, gives a speech for two hours, jumps back on a plane, flies back to Florida, gets back to his house in Mar-a-Lago, and then presents a birthday cake to his lawyer. You're never going to beat Trump. You're never going to outwork Trump. That's just some next level shit. And uh, I don't know how anybody couldn't respect the man. I really don't know how you cannot do anything other than respect the man. It's just, that is such an impressive grind. Impressive stuff. Very impressive. And uh, you got to, I don't know, man. It's just inspiring in it. And it did. It inspired me this weekend. It did. This is part of the reason I was like, fuck this. No more excuses. You know what I mean? Like, I've been busy. Oh, I'm working too much. Oh, I'll just go for a walk. I'll walk the dogs, right? I'll walk the dogs. I'll stay with my wife. And, and to be fair, it's, you know, we live in a pretty hilly neighborhood, and it's about a mile round trip, and we'll take them one to two times in a night. But I just looked at him like, dude, this fucking guy. Like, he's going strong. And also, you know, I'm a high-energy person, dude. And if you don't take care of yourself as a high-energy person, you don't. Make sure your heart health is rock solid, your brain health and your blood health and everything else. You're going to have a problem, right? And I just was so inspired. I, I read that on Saturday night or Sunday morning. I was so inspired. I was like, yep, there we go. I was like, that's what we're doing. So I, like I was mentioning earlier, I do kind of like frequency weight training, which is basically I keep my workouts to a shorter period of time but i go six or seven days a week rather than trying to kill myself one or two days a week so yeah anyway fuck what an inspiration huh what an inspiration oh you guys got trolls in here i mean you're gonna have them dude everybody in america who's anti-trump is panicking today this is like the never trump uh fucking panic day monday after a rally yesterday was ugly every news network just shitting themselves Oh my God, this morning I was, uh, I turned on Varney and Company because I wanted to see how the, the bank situation was going. So I'm watching for the banking information. Want to find out what's going on with it. Dude, Stuart Varney had a fucking meltdown on his show. He was so triggered because President Trump had posted a photo on Truth Social of him holding a bat, basically like saying he's taking on the deep state. And uh, dude, Varney was like, oh, what is this message? Oh, it's the weirdest fucking thing. These DeSantis people are so up their own ass. These rhinos. They're like, he was grilling. And I can't, I forget who the woman was on the show. It was a, she was a Trump surrogate. And she's like, look, Stuart, like we know President Trump does things in an unorthodox way. This is one way he does them. And she's going on and on about it. And uh, she's like, look, like normal Americans. He goes, oh, you don't think, you don't think voters would be upset by this? She's like, no, not really. Then Stewart starts yelling because he's an old crab apple fucking old man. He's like, ah, he's yelling. He goes, you need to win over independence. You need to win over independent voters. And God bless the woman that was on with him because she's like, 
Actually, Stuart, it's a primary, and so yes, you're right. You have to pivot back towards the middle and alter your messaging for independent voters during a general election, but he needs to win a primary first. And dude just got real quiet, like, ugh. And I would say, the, the worst part about that show is you have to have these like tried and true American patriots go on there as guests and argue with some fucking old British cocksucker that doesn't understand the United States of America anyway. Like, you don't live in middle America and you never have. You don't know or understand America. Because if you did, you wouldn't ask half the stupid fucking questions that you do, right? And yet, here we are. (laughs) We still are, like, having these conversations and some of the most anti-Trump, never-Trump contingencies are not American, okay? Like, I don't give a fuck. Yes, you came here, you got your, your citizenship, but dude, you weren't American and you clearly never actually understood the culture. And he, like, he thought that Americans were so triggered. He, he thought in his mind, this is what's so weird about these guys. If people are following Donald Trump on true social, it doesn't matter what the fuck he posts, they're going to love him, okay? They've already made the commitment to President Trump. So it was weird to listen to this old British cocksucker crying about trump holding a bat and he's like what is this oh is that a threat it's like dude it's a guy holding a it's symbolic of him putting a fight up against the deep state like what and he's like oh is this is this a threat of violence and one of his co-hosts is like we've never had somebody post a photo like this where it would be a threat or it was no it was uh it was uh what's his name greg jarrett was being interviewed and he was like no that photo doesn't doesn't rise to the level of a threat it's just a photo Right. It's just a photo of a guy indicating he's taking on the deep state. Just stupid. Just fucking stupid. And also over the weekend, Randy, uh, she had put out a super, super incredible meme, which I actually just realized I fucking didn't put on my set. And now I have to go do that. It's been that kind of a fucking day for me, guys. I swear to God. I mean, it's been that kind of a fucking day trying to grab everything. And half my videos won't play because the software is not updated. So I'll show you guys. But. Randy posted a video over the weekend, and uh, it really upset the DeSantards. They lost their marbles and started going through her replies, looking for tweets to report. They eventually found one that was super benign, didn't even have any curse words in it, no threats were made, and somehow managed to mass report her until she got a 12-hour ban on Twitter, which was just fucking absurd, right? So that's just the game we're playing. We're going against the never Trump fucking faction right now is essentially Democrats. Don't let them fool you. They're uniparty cunts who literally don't care about anything other than stopping Donald Trump. It's not about DeSantis. It's not about Nikki Haley. It's not about any of these people. It's just about stop Trump. And so they behave the exact same way liberals do. The uniparty is identical. All they do is they're slightly different in that they're going to present themselves as caring about taxes or border safety or removing wokeism. The irony is they want to remove wokeism in the classroom, but then they all act like woke cunts. They're all weak. And uh, so we're still dealing with that shit. But I want to give you guys a heads up on that because you're going to have to keep your head on a swivel if you are going to participate on Twitter because – it's not going to be leftists reporting you the next two years. It's going to be fucking DeSantis people. And that's obscene, right? It's absolutely obscene. And you want to see what the hoopla was about. It was this, it was this parody video, courtesy of my beautiful wife. 
that got them super triggered and very angry. And that's one of the best ways you all, like her getting suspended 12 hours is a dead giveaway that this video was highly effective messaging. They do not like when you make fun of their people because they do not have a counterpunch because they don't have any fucking talent. Anyway, here's the uh, wonderful and beautiful Randy Savage. Mr. DeSantis. Ah. Sorry I'm late for our meeting. My knees are really sore. Oh. Hey, Christina. Listen, we need to talk strategy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We gotta do it quick before my nose falls off like Michael Jackson, okay? Listen, you're plummeting in the polls. They're comparing you to John McCain and calling you a rhino and a war hawk. You're a weasel. Well, I don't know. Is it good? Is it good? Well, no. Oh, it's not. No, Ron, in a head-to-head, -head, Biden is polling better against Trump than you uh -huh. are. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's that big a deal. How should we pivot this time? I don't know. Just, you know, like whatever the poor common people would say, I guess we'll go with that. Do you want to, do you want a napkin? <laughs> can, can you stop? So how do you want to pronounce your name? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Rob, do you, how do you, how do you pronounce it? Well, I mean, I don't know. How, uh, how do you think they would like me to, to pronounce it? Rob DeSantis. 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 We'll stick with one, just pick one. It's got a lot of vowels, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we'll work on it. Uh, get back to me. Well, I mean, how do you pronounce your name? Pusha. 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 Anyway, doesn't matter. The, the, the boots are bad, Ron. Mm. Hold on, hold on. Uh. They don't help, you look taller. Well, I like to blow the bubbles. Maybe your pants are too short. Maybe we should talk to the tailor. Maybe we need a campaign agenda. We don't have a platform or policies. You tell me, I lost my WWDT bracelet. I don't know. I think that voters are just gonna see that I'm the future. <laughs> okay. Day Santis 2024. <laughs> ah, that's my wife, everybody. Day Santis 2024. There you go. <laughs> that's what she, uh, Randy settled on Day Santis 2024. But yes, uh, <laughs> uh, I laughed really, really hard the very first time I saw that. And now you guys understand why Friday when she came in here and she was dressed as Christina Peshaw, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And she was like, I'm just filming. And I was like, oh my God, you're ridiculous. So anyway, that is the uh, lovely Randy Savage and uh, at Rihanna Dilly on Twitter if you guys want to follow her. But <laughs> so the head, the uh, update, I guess, on all that is, like I said, she got mass reported 12 hours in the clink and she got out Sunday morning. Thank God. She's back to normal on Twitter, but keep your eyes out because they are trying to do this. They're very upset. They don't like the memes. The memes are having uh, an effect on them. It's taking a toll on team 
fucking meatball. They don't like it. Rob DeSantis is losing his shit. Uh, our, our attack campaign is working because we're hitting them exactly where you should, which is he's got bullshit foreign policy beliefs. He's got a terrible track record on voting, his voting in Congress. He's got an absolutely weak uh, fucking paper tiger record in Florida uh, standing up to woke culture as Disney bent him over yet again. So a lot, there's just a lot there. And then, and then the last and, and final thing is, dude, he's, he's fucking owned and funded by deep state. I mean, it's his, that's probably the most uh, terrible aspect of the whole thing is he is funded almost entirely by mega donors who are globalists. And I think you are what your money is. And the donors even right now, they'll recognize that he is getting fucking bodied. He's getting absolutely bodied. So we'll see how much longer they keep this up. I have a feeling if we keep our pedal down through all of April, I think by May 1st, honestly, I think he's going to change his mind. I think his donors are going to change his mind. They're going to say, nope, you're not doing it, Rob. You're done. But we'll see. We'll see. Dude, my brain is not working this morning. As full disclosure, my brain is not working. I'm like, yeah, I'm moving slow. I don't know. They ain't getting good enough sleep last night. I think that's what it was. Didn't get good enough sleep. You know what I'm saying? Moving a little slow. My brain's like kicking in. Like, me, me, me. I'm like, come on, dude. I'm trying to use you today. It's not good. Yeah, maybe I should have ate some oysters, right? Yeah, if, if you guys ever send me Dilly in the Wilds that I don't put on the show, just re-email them over. It means I didn't see them, okay? This happens a lot. Like, if I don't see Dilly in the Wilds and I don't play them, then it's because I didn't see them. Or if I don't play a meme, it's because I didn't see it. It's literally just as simple as that. Like, because if something sucks and I don't like it, I'll just tell you this fucking sucks. Also, if you ever try to do that thing where you crop... Dilly in the wild, like images onto an existing photo. I just delete those two. Like it's kind of a Dilly in the wild. It's like, no, it's not. It's not a fucking sticker. You just put a logo over the top of something. So I just delete those two. I'm like, uh-huh. Oh yeah, Dilly in the wild. Totally. Yeah. Delete, delete, delete. So <laughs> I more than likely didn't see a picture because I'm fucking trying to look at 50 million different things at once. Yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. All right. As I was mentioning, uh, Meatball Rob DeSantis having a hell of a fucking time getting crushed as we've uh, been discussing. And the polling is only getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And, and the thing is, your money is almost directly attached to your polling when you're a traditional Candidate Donald Trump's obviously is not going to be the, that way because he's funded by we the people. But when you're a normal politician and you're a sleaze, well, this is what you're pretty much relying on is these numbers to look better so that way your donors feel comfortable about, you know, wasting their fucking money on you. Right now, the rumors are swirling. They're all in mainstream media already. A lot of it has already hit the newswire and hit, hit the uh, social media world that the, don't, the big money donors for DeSantis are jumping ship because they do not think he's ready for prime time. They don't think that he's prepared. They don't think he's ready. And, and I'll tell you completely, and I mean this, obviously it's, I, it's impossible to convince you that I'm being unbiased here because I'm a you know, fucking diehard Trump supporter and always have been, never, never once abandoned the president, 
did this show every single day during the first two years of fucking purgatory, which was the Biden administration. Never missed, uh, you know, we don't miss shows. Took one or two days off total last year. Took one day off the year before. So what I got to tell you, though, if you just look at where these two men stand right now, not just polling wise, but messaging and everything else, President Trump is way out in front. His policy platform has already been presented. He's already got uh, a whole list of endorsements. I mean, he is way, way, way out in front of where the DeSantis campaign would have needed to be if they were actually going to run. The big mistake they made was doing this thing where they're going to make him the governor of Florida for a second term while simultaneously backstabbing Floridians who just voted him into office and running a pseudo uh, campaign for president slash book sales tour. Very weird choice. Very, very bad. Poor decision. Whoever, I don't know if that was a Carl Rove move. Whoever decided to make him, uh, you know, kind of run that and do it that way, fucking stupid. You failed dramatically. Very embarrassing stuff. And he's getting bodied for it. And why wouldn't he? One of the most absolutely brutal videos that we saw all weekend. See if I can grab this video. And it came from Team Trump. Like, Team Trump's not fucking around with this guy. They're like, okay, scumbag, you want a backstab? Here we go. Let me see if I can find it for you guys. Because this was some of these clips I've found. I'm just like, oh, President Donnie J. Don't hurt him, bro. Don't hurt him. Uh, this one for in particular. This is a, dude, that's a kill shot. Here you go. Ready? And go. I mean, a lot of people thought I was dead a few years ago because I was charting my different course. Ron DeSantis got elected because of me. You remember he had nothing. He was dead. He was leaving the race. He came over and he begged me, begged me for an endorsement. He was getting ready to drop out. He said, if you endorse me, I'll win. And there were tears coming down from his eyes. He said, if you endorse me, I'll win. There you go. President Trump pretty much laying it on thick right now. And DeSantis essentially agreeing with him. He doesn't have a counterpunch. And uh, and it's only getting worse and worse and worse. For example, the meme team is still going absolutely fucking ham on this guy. Who's yeah. running his campaign? The Bushes are all tangled up with him. Read my lips. People are yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's deja vu all over again. Faces look ugly. The more you test... The less restrictive some of these things are going to need to be. Hey, fool me, we can't get fooled again. Carl Rove will be the Carl Rove isn't off. I assume he'll be the coach on the field. When you're strange, no one remembers your name. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange. Please clap. All right, J. Scott memes bringing the heat on that one, right? And the problem is, dude, and they go, your memes don't matter. Oh, they don't? Really? Tell me more how getting hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of play don't hurt a campaign, especially when you're highlighting the parallels between that uh, fucking candidate and some of the people we most despise and loathe in this country. It really? It's not having an effect? Give me a fucking break. I got more. I got way more. Watch this one. President Trump has stood with 
our communities in South Florida, Cuban Americans, Venezuelan Americans, to stand for freedom in this hemisphere and stand against the dictatorship in places like Caracas and Havana. He has stood by our veterans and he has stood by our military. Mr. President, for being a good friend of Florida, uh, and God bless uh, you, God bless Florida, and God bless the United States of America. Thank you. So it's an honor to have the President here. I want to thank him for what he's done for our economy. I want to thank him for what he's done to fight terrorism. I want to thank him for what he's done for our military, which is stronger than ever. And as an Iraq War veteran, I want to thank him for what he has done to stand by our veterans. Yikes, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt, Leah Memes and Ramble Rants. I'm telling you, dude, it, it gets worse by the minute because the footage exists. California has been digging into all this shit. I know he's got a new... I got to play one of his memes today. I got another new one tomorrow. He's like, dude, you can't believe what I'm finding right now again for uh, going against Team Meatball. It's nothing but DeSantis essentially fucking blowing Trump and uh, begging and essentially using you and me and the rest of MAGA to get votes and to get money. And then he got in and he backstabbed the guy. So pretty fucking embarrassing stuff. And, and yes, I realize some of our memes might be borderline rude or insensitive, uh, cruel maybe even, I don't know. I, I find them to be more funny, but maybe like this one. My meatballs bring all the toys to the yard and they're like, it's better with sauce. Damn right. It's better with sauce. I can teach you, but I have to charge. My meatballs bring all the soys to the yard. And they're like, it's better with sauce. Damn right. It's better with sauce. I can teach you, but I have to charge. My meatballs bring all the soys to the yard. And they're like, it's better with sauce. Damn right. It's better with sauce. I can teach you, but I have to charge. My meatballs bring all the soys to the yard. And they're like, it's better with sauce. Damn right, it's better with sauce. I can teach you, but I have to charge. My meatballs bring all the soys to the yard. And they're like, it's better with sauce. Damn right, it's better with sauce. I can teach you, but I have to charge. My meatballs bring all the soys to the yard. And they're like, it's better with sauce. Damn right, it's better with sauce. I can teach you, but I have to charge. Paid for by the Committee to Reject Meatball, Ron DeSantis. Please clap. Uh, Y'all are fucking disturbed for that one, dude. <laughs> fucking meme fellas, right? Like, <laughs> yes, I know. Some of them are policy driven and some of them are just fuck you driven. That was a fuck you driven one. Also, I had an idea over the weekend and uh, the queen of memes definitely did not let my memes just be dreams. That was soul meme and she... She and I, I cooked up this idea and Soul ran with it and then it became this. While you were frozen, we began a program to clone you. Cool. Send in the clone! Uh. <laughs> he is exactly like you in every way. 
except one-eighth your size. Breathtaking. <laughs> I shall call him... Meatball. <laughs> oh no, I shall call him Meatball. <laughs> that Trevor, was that Trevor saying Meatball? <laughs> I shall call him Meatball. Oh, dude, okay. The way that one came about, you guys, I saw a photo. Here's what happened. I saw a photo of Rob DeSantis standing there, and uh, it was the way he was standing. I'm like, dude, I know those legs. Like, I recognize the way he's standing. I know what kind of legs those are, right? And I went searching on the internet, and sure enough, I found a photo of mini-me because Rob DeSantis stands kind of bow-legged, and his little feetsies do this like inward fucking thing and he shuffles when he walks. And so when I found it, I couldn't stop fucking laughing. I was just like, oh my God, this is like amazing. And uh, and then I put it in the meme room and then Soul was like, I'm on it. And <laughs> she, she pretty much went and turned that into what was absolutely genius. And uh, yeah, gotta appreciate that. Gotta appreciate Soul memes. So there you go. Yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the uh, troll on Rumble. They're they're gone now. You guys are you're safe once again. Yeah, the, you're you're safe, Rumble. I saw them. I know they're not very original. It's okay. Oh, good lord. Let's see what else I got here for as far as uh, my meatball conversation here. I think that might be all of my meatball content for right now. I got a meme. I've got to play still. And then we'll be done. I just want to make sure I got all of my meatball stuff out of the way. Because Trump was just on one, man. He's 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 doing what he does, and uh, and then it, it let he inspired he inspired the meme team. So then meme team went completely fucking ham. Let's see what I got. I think that might be it for meatball. Nope, sorry, meatball. I know it's cruel because there's one more. This this one is a this is from uh, Megalifornia, and this is about as I mentioned Thursday. Thursday, Meatball DeSantis is coming to Georgia to do a book signing tour. Uh, he's working everywhere except for the state of Florida right now. And as I mentioned, we're gonna have Dilly three hundred in attendance, including my beautiful wife and my Tiffy, and uh, it should be a fucking amazing amazing time as they go counter protest, but. California, one more meatball meme for the day. Well, next week, a Metro Atlanta will welcome a man who may be looking to become the next president of the United States. Hey, Lion Dan. No! Let, let, let me ask. We're politicians that build America! Let, let that you are the problem. Let me ask you something. You are the problem, right, politician. You, you are the problem. Can I ask you something? No. Can I ask you something? Out of all of the Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will be at Adventure Outdoors in Smyrna on Thursday afternoon. The visit is tied to the release of his new book titled The Courage to Be Free, but some view it as part of a soft launch to a possible 2024. America is a better country without you. Thank you for those kind sentiments. If I were Donald Trump, I wouldn't have come over and talked to you. I wouldn't have shown you that respect. In fact, you know what I would have done? I would have told the folks over there, go over and punch those guys in the face. That's what Donald does to protesters. He cut a deal with Chuck Schumer, and he said that in, in two debates ago, which means 
He's going to put a liberal on the Supreme Court. He's going to take away your Second Amendment right. Now, do you know on the wall that Donald told the New York Times editorial board he's not going to build a wall and he's not going to deport anyone? Once well, again, Lion Ted! Well, sir... Yeah, you're telling me that doesn't have the exact same fucking vibes as DeSantis right now and his team? Oh, fuck. Oh, God damn. Ted Cruz, if you go back and look at his campaign against Trump and you like you look, you wonder why he doesn't even you notice Cruz is like, don't even put my fucking name in the rumor list like you guys didn't notice the runner-up to Trump in 16 isn't even floating his name anymore. He's like, you keep my fucking name out of the rumors. No, unequivocally, I will not be running in 2024. Don't fucking ask me. Don't put my name up there. I don't want to see how I pull against Trump. Don't even ask me. And it's because of shit like that. How brutal was that? That's one fucking clip of him just getting bodied. He's going to put a liberal in the Supreme Court. Boom. Fucking... What does Donnie Jay do? He puts three uh, conservative judges on the court and we overturn Roe v. Wade. Something that Cruz never would have been able to get done. Oh, my God. Oh, brutal. Brutal. That's okay, though. I'm just telling you the parallels between that guy and Ron DeSantis are comical. Comical. And if you look at the supporters who were there for Ted Cruz, if you guys remember, some of you were online uh, doing battle on social media the way that I was with Cruz supporters. Um, DeSantis people, I think, might even actually be worse because they're basically Cruz supporters who are even dumber. Because at least a lot of Cruz supporters, once Trump got in and proved Ted Cruz completely wrong, a lot of the Cruz supporters became diehard Trump supporters. They're like, dude, my guy lied about this guy. I'm never abandoning him. The difference with them, at least they saw the light. They saw the proof in the in the uh, policy. DeSantis supporters know that Donald Trump is the greatest president any of us have had the privilege of living through, and they're still trying to stop him. They're way bigger dickheads. Way bigger. Way fucking bigger dickheads. It's not even close. It's not even fucking close. Like, I actually cut Ted Cruz supporters slack from 2016 and was welcoming of them onto the, the platform when Trump got in because it was like, I get it. He didn't have a political record, so I understand why you would have been doubting his, uh, you know, follow through. I would argue that Cruz supporters were actually quite reasonable in their trepidation, but then they turned, many of them, once Trump got in. What the fuck are you doing? If you're a DeSantis supporter, do you know how goddamn fucking dumb you have to be to go against Donald Trump after what he did in four years of office? Like, you have to actually have a low, like a fairly high level of Trump derangement syndrome to still be trying to stop him in 2024. It's insane. Like, it's Cruz supporters back in 16 had an argument. And then they were completely dead-ass wrong, and then they became Trump supporters. DeSantis supporters are people who have always, always opposed Trump and always will, no matter what he does. 
No matter what he does, it doesn't matter that he has a proven track record. It doesn't matter that he did things that our government had never done or hadn't done in 50 plus years. To come out and oppose that to me is fucking embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. And their biggest argument is uh, we don't like he, how he handled COVID. Okay. Uh, okay, fine. If we're all going to look backwards, then I guess that's fine. That's your whole that's your whole argument is I have to suspend reality of what I'm living through now and go back to 2020 in order to find a reason to not vote for Trump. Wow, okay, yeah, super wow, sophisticated campaign you're running over there fucking meatball. But the, the mental gymnastics for these people and and at the end of the day, I think a lot of them just flat out are not America first patriots. They are globalists. They have a globalist view and most of them are paid for flat out. Most of them are paid for. There is a lot of MAGA that are now deep in the fucking uh, camp of DeSantis. And these are people with shit character to be honest, straight up with you. They just have shitty character. Um, and you know who they are. The names were out there this weekend. One of these loudmouth bitches was out here running her fucking trap this weekend. She blocked me on Twitter right when I got back because the first thing I had to do was remind everybody and remind her that the only reason she has a fucking house is that Donald Trump supporters raised $200,000 so she could have a fucking house to live in. And it took her two years to backstab those same voters and the president of the United States, even though those essentially were his people. Uh, and she was out here running her fucking yap this weekend. It's okay. You know what? As long as she keeps doing those fucking videos where she has no makeup on and then makes some argument as if anybody could pay attention because it's so goddamn hard to look at the fucking screen. Am I the only one who's ever, literally ever, ever since she started doing those makeup-free fucking videos with that goddamn angle looking up her nose and I'm like, honey, I... No one wants to see this could have been an audio recording. Why are you putting the camera on yourself sitting in bed? Hey, everybody. I just thought we could do a little discussion. It's like, why don't you put some fucking makeup on and comb your hair? Like you, you look like a fucking raggedy ass bitch. Why would you do this? Am I the only one that like always was put off by uh, a completely unkept fucking face? It's fucking, it's brutal. I couldn't even sit through it. It didn't matter how smart or interesting the topic. I couldn't sit through staring at that fucking mug. Just fucking, I wanted to dig into this subject. It's like, but you couldn't put makeup on. You couldn't fucking brush your hair. Fucking gross, man. Anyway, hard fucking pass. Either you know who I'm talking about or you don't, but I'm cool. Now I realize that last rant was probably slightly offensive to some, right? Anytime I touch on appearance, people get mad at me. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Quit being so goddamn ugly. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not a fucking 10 by any stretch of the imagination, but I at least recognize and respect the fact that people listen to what I have to say. Like, they're like, okay, what he has to say is important. You've decided that something I have has some value to you, right? Either from an intelligence standpoint or a comedy standpoint. Either way, I understand you're probably consuming this on a device where you have to see this stupid fucking face. I just get pissed off when I see somebody who has an audience or has, oh, I have people that listen to me and then they don't fucking clean up at all. Like I at least get on here and attempt to be presentable. You know what I mean? 
I'm like, I'm not coming on here looking just complete, like fucking from your bed, bitch. You're like in your 40s. What are you doing? You're sitting in your bed. Eh, just want to talk on this important subject from your fucking bed. And your hair looks like it hasn't been washed in three fucking days. You look like a grease ball. And you're fucking no makeup on. I'm like, dude, have you ever tried fucking lotion? Like, it's just the idea that like someone, and then don't even get me fucking started on what her life is like. Because she could have been in a fucking episode of My 600-Pound Fucking Husband. So I don't even want to fucking go there, all right? This is like somebody that you already should have... Okay, great. You can do investigative shit. You, you deep dive shit. Great. Stop there. You should, you've got a fucking face for radio, dude. You come out here, uh-huh. Now you're mad because people are dunking on DeSantis? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. The fucking balls on these people, dude. This is why I, I don't care what anybody says. If you're a fucking loser in your day-to-day life, you should probably refrain from telling other people how to live. I just fundamentally have a problem with this. Like, I cannot, I'm not one of these people. It's like, dude, do you look successful? Do you feel successful? Are you successful? Does your life reflect success? Have you had success? Have you managed to carve out something for yourself? And if if you can't do any of that stuff, none of it, then why the fuck are you telling other people how to do it? Why are you telling other people and judging other people for what they should do? That's the shit that fucking pisses me off. Bill Mitchell, another perfect example. Guy's a fucking retard. That guy is a fucking absolute failure. And he was a, he was a fucking headhunter for a corporate company, you know, some big corporation. He made a bunch of money. He made good money. You know, he was a corporate headhunter. Good money. And then he starts up your voice on Voice America. It's a home run in 2016 and 2017. By 2018, the wheels are falling off the fucking thing because he is a halfwit. He has no fucking vision, no fucking talent in business. Literally one of the dumbest businessmen I've ever known, which was cringy as fuck because he's like 60-something years old. And I'm like, you're this, you're 60-something years old and you've never pulled your head out of your ass. So I've got to sit and listen to this fucking guy, a, a guy who literally punches himself in the dick for a living. Now he dyed his fucking hair? What kind of a fucking man is a silver-haired fucking person for 15 years and randomly dyes his fucking hair to look like fucking Wendy from Adam's Family or Wednesday or whatever with the fucking black... Who goes from silver to jet fucking black purple and then tries to pop on the internet like, I'm young again. It's like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're unhinged because you're a fuck up and you never got married and you never had children and you never did anything. You never succeeded at shit. You had a fucking job where you were a loudmouth. It fucking kills me. Like no one should, you know, all it takes is one glance at that guy and you go, dude, what's your resume like? And he goes, well, let me show you. And it's like, not your corporate resume, fuck face. What's the rest of your life look like? Well, what do you mean? How long have you been married? Oh, I never got married. How old are you? I'm 62. Okay, so you never got married. That's cool. That's a pass. Doesn't happen for everybody. How many kids you got? None. Okay. Do, do you take care of any children? No, not really. Okay, all right. So we don't got anything. How, how long have you owned your own business? Well, I run GoFundMes from time to time because I'm a fucking idiot. Like, you go through the laundry list. It's like, dude, okay, out of shape, almost died. No fucking love in your life because no one will fucking tolerate your bullshit. No money in your bank account other than when you run GoFundMes because you're a grifting piece of shit. I can keep fucking going. And yet these people walk out and go, ah, I'm fucking Bill Mitchell. And it's like, dude, no, you're a giant baby Huey loser. And no one should ever have been listening to you, ever. And then you went off the fucking reservation because you were bitter because Team Trump didn't want anything to do with you because you're a fucking fraud. 
And this is where we're at. So you've got the fucking Bill Mitchells of the world and the Beanses and all these other grifting, ugly losers trying to tell you not to attack DeSantis. It's really disgusting. You think this is going to help in a general election? You think we're worried about you and your fucking gay-ass viewers? The fucking handful of idiots that listen to your shit? These people don't move anybody. They don't move the fucking needle. Not even 1%. We're talking a a one-tenth of 1%, maybe. Maybe. And this is what they do. They come out. I'm rebranding. So we got like good fucking Bill Mitchell and evil Bill Mitchell. We got silver-haired Bill Mitchell that loved Trump and fucking purple-haired fucking shit-lib Bill Mitchell that is like is obsessed with saying negative shit about Trump, right? And you got Bean, same thing. Look, Bitch looks like she's aged, like, aged 50 fucking years. Ah, I used to love Trump, and, but not now. Oh, you guys need to stop saying things about DeSantis. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. No one's going to forget what you did. No one's going to forget how much money we fucking gave you. You got $1,000 of my money. I don't see that getting fucking returned. That fucking house you got to walk through. I hope that fucking house just talks to you. I hope it just, I always, I hope the house just nonstop is reminding her of Make America Great Again. 200 G's. I hope it's just fucking nothing but America first, make America great again. Yeah, the house that Trump built, literally, fucking literally. Yeah, okay. Dilly needs anger management. I don't think I do. I think I'm doing pretty good. Is this what we got? We got to put it, put user in timeout. What do you think? There we go. There. I just solved it. Now you don't have to be subjected to it anymore. Simple. It's simple. It's easy. You just get tossed. Like, okay. When when are you going to get angry, though? Can I be honest with you guys? When when can you get angry? When is it okay to have righteous anger towards people that are grifting and essential? But the, the cost isn't money anymore. The cost is literally the end of America. That's what fucking kills me. You're not playing for... Well, I want to make, I want to get his viewers or her viewers. Fuck them. I don't want either of those fucking people's viewers. Stay the fuck away from me. If you are a diehard fucking Beans or Mitchell fan, stay the fuck away from me. I don't want your money. I don't want your clicks, okay? You leave me the fuck alone. But what kills me is like these people aren't just doing this for a shitty paycheck. They're doing it and it's going to end up costing you your sovereignty. The end of America is what you're actually facing. That's what pisses me. If that's not enough to get you angry, I don't know what's wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. It ain't me. It ain't fucking me. It's you. I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I, it seems like a really good reason to be mad. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what else is it going to take? What else is it going to take? I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, what's this? Dude, I, I think I, uh, I got a meme sent to me. Mo and his balls fixed it for me because I couldn't get it to play earlier. This was a Machiavelli memes meme. I think I'm going to play, I'm going to play something inspirational. I'll play this one in a minute. I'm going to play my MAGA devil dog one because we're, we're pretty much already accusing me of being angry. So might as well play our devil dog fucking meme. And then we'll, uh, we'll go straight into the Trump, uh, rally recap. What do you think?
See, now you're properly fired up, right? <laughs> like, like, now you're properly fired up. And my God, you weren't the only ones, dude. This was impressive. Trump 2024, very first rally of the year. Waco, Texas, middle of fucking nowhere. On a, on a uh, beautiful day in Texas. The crowd, whatever they're going to tell you, oh, it wasn't even that impressive. Yeah, they're fucking lying to you, okay? This was a massive crowd. Very impressive. I mean, it was as far as the eye could see. Big crowd. Tons of enthusiasm. I mean, just the, the fake news. They love to try. And, oh, well, that's only about. Yeah, shut the fuck up. He's a, he's a politician, dude. This isn't. You're not going to see fucking Wayne Newton. All right. This ain't this ain't a fucking uh, Taylor fucking Swift concert. OK, this is a politician running for office in two years. And this is the crowd he's drawing. Give me a break. It was fucking huge. That is a monster crowd. Monster crowd. You should be very proud of that. Very, very proud of that. That was huge. And some of the video that came out of there was just incredible. Um, let's see if I got some of it. I, I love when you actually get to see sort of like the ins and outs of Trump's world, right? Because he is extremely well insulated. And we see it occasionally, right? Like that, that older video that somebody grabbed off Instagram where it's President Trump with Barron sitting up front and then mom's in the backseat. Melania's filming and they're driving. And it's just, you're like, well, that's like really cool. Like, cause we've ne we never see Trump drive, right? Like, that's not a thing. This video, I always have wondered, where does Donald Trump sit on his own jet? Now, I know where he sits once the plane gets up in the air because he's doing business in the back and everything else. But during takeoff, President Trump sits right behind his pilots. And I just think that's the, this is exactly where I, I would have expected him to sit because that's where I'd want to sit. I think that he gets a kick out of it. You can clearly tell he's into it. Like, I, I don't know. I just think that's the coolest thing. And he's like, he's just chilling. He's just, I think he enjoys it. Right? I think, I think he gets a kick out of it. And uh, it also, whenever they show, like whenever Dan Scavino posts pictures like this or videos, um, it reminds you of like, okay, so you always get the footage of President Trump walking to his plane. He goes up the steps. The plane goes in the air. And then you get another video an hour and a half, two hours later, and it's the plane landing, and then President Trump walks off, right? And what happens is in between those two things, you forget what actually goes into that task, right? President Trump flying through the air, President Trump, uh, you know, President Trump being on a plane, essentially, right? It's all the in-between stuff. And it's like, I think a lot of Americans underestimate the toll that takes. Like you're, you're having to fly all over. You're jet setting. You're working, right? It's fucking work. And I think that that's one of the things that I just, I love the most is, is when you get a chance to look behind the scenes. That's why that video, when I saw it, I was like, dude, that is the coolest fucking video. And uh, I really appreciated that Dan Scavino shared it with us. All right. So I got some videos uh, from the rally, President Trump giving his speech. Let's uh, let's go to this one right now. I think this is uh, him talking about Joe Biden. 
But under Joe there Biden, American patriots are being arrested and held in captivity like animals. Look at what's happening in Washington. And I will tell you, Marjorie Taylor Greene is the expert. She's been to that prison many times. She's described. She is described. There is nobody that has described what's happening in that prison. It's a hellhole. And these are soldiers and policemen and firemen and medics and doctors in a couple of cases. These are people that shouldn't have been there. And when you look at the Tucker Carlson tapes from two weeks ago and you see so many things that turned out to be false, very important what Tucker's done, what Sean has done, what Laura did. Laura did a piece last night that was incredible. God bless him. He knows these people are still saying mean shit about him constantly. Laura, Sean Hannity, all these Fox people. And yet he stands up there and he edifies them. He gives them credit for running pieces about the J6 prisoners. Like that's the only reason he's doing that. He knows, he knows those Fox hosts are all turning on him in, the, in this primary election. And yet he still shows them respect and gives them credit because they all did run specials about the J6 prisoners. All he cares about is doing the right thing for those people. And he's a bigger man than I am, dude. You know what I mean? Like, that's just something you aspire to. Like, you just aspire to that because he goes, he always has the bigger fucking goal in mind. And it allows him to never get stuck in the, the minutia. You know what I mean? He's like, I've got to get these people out of this prison and I've got to compel and motivate these selfish media whores to continue to do specials and to talk about these people until they're out. And even though they say terrible shit about me now and they're attacking me and they're trying to say that I can't win, I still am going to get up here and I'm going to promote them because I want them to do their part to get those people free. That's legit, dude. Like, there's not a lot of people that would give their platform, lend their platform to something like that. I just, that's one of the things that you do when you, if you're really honest with yourself, and I, and I do this, there's so many people like, I know I'm a, I'm a fucker. Like, you piss me off. I'm a fucker and I'm mean, right? Obviously, end of the last hour, I was going on a a tangent about of a couple of fucking degenerates that are on social media. And I make, I, I make personal attacks. I don't give a fuck. They can eat shit. I'm not Donald Trump. I don't think I'll ever be at that level. Now, he makes personal attacks too, but he has this thing he does where he's like, okay, these are the people that I'm I'm going to deliberately try and overwhelm them with kindness because I need them to keep doing the right thing, right? I think that sometimes President Trump does does certain things. He messages a certain way because he's trying to compel people to make the right decision. It's not because they've made the right decisions in the past. It's not because they've done things recently that are great. I think sometimes he's trying to compel them and, and motivate them to do the right thing. Yes, thank you, Hogman. That's a, yeah, he extends them grace. I try to extend grace too, dude, but there's some people, I, I have a limit to that shit. I have a, and my limit is way, is way, way lower than his. Like his limit is like, he'll like go to the end, right? And I'm just like, now fuck that guy. And he's like, well, let's see what else he can do. You know, like, hold on. 
he did a good thing with this. And you're like, well, that's true, but fuck that guy. And he's just like, no, 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 it's okay. And you just like sit back and go, fuck, dude, why are you so goddamn nice to these people? You know what I mean? It's like, why are you nice to these people? Fuck these people. You know, but that's just not how he is, man. He's just like, he's always got his eye on what his ultimate goal is. And his ultimate goal isn't to have America decaying and distraught and divided. His ultimate goal is to make America great again. It's to save the country and the culture and to do it in his own unique way. And it's, and he never takes his eye off the fucking ball. I got to tell you, I'm going to, I don't have the clip. There was, he shared a fucking gem in that speech that to my knowledge, nobody has talked about. And it blew my mind when he said it. And I, I looked at Rihanna and I was like, did you hear that? And she was like, well, oh, what, what was that? You know? And I was like, no, like, did you hear that? Cause she was kind of like on her phone and stuff. And I repeated what he had said. And it was like this, it was a gem of wisdom that if you weren't looking for it and, and if somebody can grab me the clip, maybe you can grab me the clip. It was when he was talking about people asking him how he does it and why he does it. And like, how does he even get out of bed in the morning? Did you guys remember what he said? They said he, he was telling a story about one of his friends that said, I don't know how you do it. I could never do it. And he, and the person was like, how do you do this? Like how, why? And it was this moment of, of super, super honest, like even more honest than it was like vulnerable Trump because he goes, you know, I don't, I don't let myself think about that question for very long. Cause then I might change my mind. Fuck, dude, the, the wisdom in that statement is beyond most people's comprehension. Like most people heard that and just glossed right the fuck over it. And it stopped me on my ass. Cause I was like, this fucking dude just told you this is where most people will never do that. Most people gobble up that praise and that, that, that uh, you know, constantly, oh, put the, the validation. And Donald Trump shuts it down because he doesn't want it to change what he's doing. Like, that is legitimate, like, one of the most impressive things he's ever said that I've seen publicly. He said, I don't, I don't focus on that question because I don't want it to change, change my mind about what I'm doing. Because he understands the power of negativity. He understands if you were to let that infiltrate your mind. This is why I'm such a fucking prick to all of you wondering why I've blocked you on social media. You probably said some pessimistic shit that I just nuked you for. Because that mindset takes no courage. It takes no energy. It's just a complete plebeian fucking sheep mindset to tell somebody why they can't do something. Like most of the losers in this world will never actually understand what it takes to overcome massive, massive, massive fucking uh, challenges like he has. And it takes a mindset of this isn't value to me. I already know. I know what the fucking risks are. I know what the negatives are. I don't have any energy to allocate to you. I've already considered your opinion because I thought of it first and I've made my decision and therefore I do not allow anything in that deviates from that decision. His, his answer on that shocked me, frankly. 
I don't want it to change. Can you and remember when I did that video and Lauren Eve, God bless her, she's on vacation, but Lauren Eve did that video uh, of me ranting on this show about why you needed to prove to him he should it's worth it. Remember when I did that almost two years ago, year and a half ago, and I was like, how fucking dare you think that he needs you? You need him. You don't have anyone else. Remember me saying that? You got nothing else. That was the whole premise because what if what if one person was able to penetrate that fucking mind of his and convince him to feel sorry for himself? What if one person said, got through to him and he goes, you know what? Fuck this. It's not worth it. You're right. Fuck this. How fucked would you be personally if that 76-year-old man said, eh, I don't think it's worth it. I'm out. Where would you even go? Imagine where you, what you would do. Like tomorrow, you would have to look and go, I don't know what the fuck this country is going to do. Because you, you can't unsee all the warts on DeSantis now. You can't go and pretend he's Trump because you know it's bullshit. You know he's Bush. So what are you, what are you doing? You'd look around and you'd go, we're fucked. Think of, you want to talk about demoralization. You want to talk about getting a total kick in the fucking balls. Imagine if that 76-year-old man had listened to any of his friends, any of his family, any of his fucking experts, or any of his social circle, any of them, who wanted to be like, Don, I don't know how you do it. You should just, you should, you don't, you deserve better. You should walk away. God bless that man. That, that was one of the deepest lessons he's ever taught at a rally, and I'll bet you 99% didn't even catch it. I was like, holy shit. Because that was a self-awareness moment where he's like, I recognize if I continue to allow this kind of conversation to be pushed at me, it will change the way I make decisions. This is why if you ever want to get the worst side of me, be negative towards me. Now, I'm not saying negative like about something that I did. I'm saying have an over, like just a, a basic negativity about you. It's one of the most brutal sides of me you'll ever get is that response to pessimism because everybody every loser who's ever walked this planet has the ability to be a pessimist it takes no knowledge it takes no effort it takes no courage it takes no integrity it's just being able to repeat the fears inside of your shitty little brain and that's why i'm i am a awful human being to pessimist people pessimistic people i i just am like you shut the fuck up you're useless you're just, you're useless. I don't got anything for you. It's, and I can't even help it because my, my soul recognizes it. As soon as someone starts that shit, I'm like, nope. Maybe if I didn't have the ambitions that I do, but I think that's how President Trump is. I think he shuts that shit down because he's like, I already know all the fucking potential problems with what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it anyway. It's, it's almost like he stays focused on the task. He knows it's risky. He knows it's dangerous. That's why he also knows it's worth it but he just completely dismisses. And I appreciate that, man. That level of focus and to be doing that at 76 years old. Some of you guys aren't 76. Some of you are getting up there. Do any of you sit and go, yeah, I've got way more energy than him. 76, 70 fucking six, dude. And he, he's just out here looking dapper. He looks like a GQ fucking model. He's golfing every day. He's dieting right now. He's not eating. I think he might be off the carbs right now, or at least a lot of carbs. He looks incredible. And he's, 
fucking his recall, man, his fucking recall. It's sharp as can be, dude. He gets on that jet, flies into Waco, Texas, gives his speech. Middle of the speech, he starts calling out people who had just given their speeches. Hey, I liked what you said about this. Hey, I didn't know you were such a good speaker. Really impressive. That's all Trump just in the moment recalling information. It's fucking next level, dude. Next level. All right, I got to talk about a couple of things we got to cover here. Here we go. A couple of comments from President Trump over the weekend. I want to hammer these out. Then I got some social stuff we got to talk about. The Manhattan DA witch hunt, a witch hunt against me is dead. No evidence at all. And it has been conclusively proven that I did nothing wrong. The evidence against their star witness, however, is overwhelming and already disbarred lawyer and convicted felon. The only question left is will the DA's office sue him for lying and fraud? They should. The SDNY already found him guilty on charges unrelated to Trump and wrote a scathing report. He is responsible for time taken away from the DA on violent crime. So President Trump put this one out, and what that actually is, that is the, uh, that is the saving face uh, argument that the district attorney could use. If the DA wanted to be able to have... Uh, I guess a way to save face, you drop the charges against Trump and then you sue Michael Cohen for his l basically lying uh, in his testimony. That is how you would save face. You'd say, okay, we've dropped the charges against Mr. Trump as the evidence uh, is exonerates him. We are now going to be filing charges against Michael Cohen for wasting this, this uh, office's time and for false accusations and yada, yada, yada. There's a whole bunch there. Let's hope he does it. Let's hope the district attorney does it. At this point, who knows? All right, a couple of things. This is, uh, how are we going to talk about this? Oh, this. Well, let's start here, because this ties into the other thing. I warned you about the culture. I warned you last summer to start buying up books. Agatha Christie novels, the latest to cut potentially offensive language they are going after all of your books and literature they're removing your history this is some nazi type shit right here they are trying to fucking alter your entire history and culture this is terrifying there's certain things that they can fuck with that doesn't make me nervous. Putting out shitty movies and TV and radio, you know, songs. Okay, maybe. Dude, altering historical literature is jaw-droppingly scary. Full-blown 1984-level shit. And they, they keep doing it. I've talked about this type of a story four or five different times just in the last six to seven months. You need to get a hold of all of these pieces of literature if you can, and they need to all be like older editions if you can. You've got to get a hold of them, you guys. I cannot believe this is being allowed. It's, it's so sad. So sad. But there you go. That's what they're going to do, which then leads into this conversation, which is probably going to be a little upsetting to you. There's no other way to have it, though. You got to have the conversation so we can talk about it, right? Oh, Dilly, what'd you just do? Hang on. 
All right, here we go. There we go. The American decline is directly attributed to the rise of racist woke culture. It must be defeated if we will turn or we will turn into a Marxist hellhole. So this chart graphic rather probably going to be a little upsetting to you guys. We'll talk about it. Let's start on the uh, the top here. So first and foremost is the question percentage who say these values are very important to them. From 1998, where patriotism was at 70%, to 2019, it dropped to 61%, to 2023, it's down to 38%. Religion, going from 62% in, in 1998, down to 48% in 2019, down to 39% in 2023. Next up, Having children, 1998, it was 59%, 43% in 2019, 30% in 2020. Community involvement, 1998, it was 47%. 2019, it went back up to 62% and then cratered to 27% in 2023. Money, 31% in uh, 1998, up to 41% in 2019, 43% in 2023. Now let's talk about what you're looking at so you don't, cause this could be a big boogity boogity map or graphic rather, but I'll explain it succinctly so you understand it. They'll tell you, they will tell you that this is uh, a reflection of the culture and some of it is but that's a lie. Do you know why they're gaslighting you with this? Do you know why they're gaslighting you with this topic? Because remember, this, is, uh, this was courtesy of the Wall Street Journal and along with another organization. It was a poll of 1,019 adults conducted between March 1st and March 20, uh, 13th, 2023. Margin of error is a plus or minus 4%. Now I want you to understand something though, okay? They'll tell you this is a reflection of your culture, but it's a lie. See that community investment, uh, involvement rather, on that screen right there? See where it says community involvement, 62% in 2019, and it's cratered down to 27%? This graph doesn't tell you about the American culture. They'll sell it that way. They'll sell it that way to demoralize you. That graph is your economy. What they don't want to tell you is something I've been telling you for years. There's a reason that Donald Trump always focused economy first. Everyone understands it's very hard to stay passionate about your community or patriotism or your faith any of these things, when you can't feed yourself, when you are struggling and using credit cards to put gas in your car so you can go to a job, what they are using, they're using that graph to gaslight you into believing your culture is falling apart. And it is. 
but it's not because the culture itself wants to die. I always have to be the one that reminds everybody that in 2019, the number one selling item in any store was patriotic red, white, and blue stuff. I have to always be the guy that tells everybody, did you forget when Walmart couldn't stock enough patriotic shit in 2019 because Americans were beyond thrilled? Why is that? It's because you could afford to give a shit about politics and your community, and you could afford to give a shit about going to church and donating. They always want you to focus on something other than the, the unfortunate foundation of this nation, which is they've crumbled the dollar. They've destroyed your currency. And therefore, Americans, you bring it up to them and you call and you go, hey, are you, uh, where do you, how do you feel about patriotism? How high is that? How important is that to you right now? And if you're staring at a fucking stack of unpaid bills or you just bought $300 in groceries that used to cost you 100 bucks, how the hell are you supposed to have any kind of a fuck to give about patriotism? This is, no one likes it because like, and it's ironic because like in the, the holy roller Christian community, they're like, oh, money is the root of all evil. And they want to come down on you and talk too heavily about money. I got news for you. You could be fucking broke and not do shit then. Like, let me just remind you, the only reason Donald Trump is in front of you still right now is because he's a multi-billionaire. If Donald Trump was the exact same financial situation as most Americans, including your average politician, he never would have won in 16, and he never would have even tried to run in 2020, and he sure as shit wouldn't be considering it in 2024. The only reason you've got President Trump continuing to fight like hell is because he can afford to do it. They don't want you to know something, and it's a very clear something. When people feel comfortable and they feel secure in their funds, they have more, they have more kids, they get married, they have more uh, community involvement, they become more philanthropic. Human beings are not the pieces of shit that the government wants you to believe they are. On both sides of the aisle, left and right, a lot of these people are misguided, they're lost, they're fucking stupid, they're selfish, they're immature, They've got health, mental health issues, but at the end of the day, what they don't want the average American to understand, and they're, they certainly don't want you talking about it openly. We used to talk about it in the 80s. We used to talk about it fucking clearly. And I got a question. Everybody out there who's sitting on a little bit of coin or makes some good-ass money, and you didn't used to. Let's say you used to be broke. How fucking much does having success and financial freedom allow you to be a better human being? No one wants to talk about this simple. This is why I call out a lot of the grifters. I'm like, don't listen to them. They're broke. Why shouldn't you listen to broke people? Because it's really fucking hard to have wisdom when you can't pull your head out of your ass. They don't want, they don't want Americans to focus on this simple thing, which is they're deliberately making you more poor because the more poor you are, the more stupid you'll become. And the more stupid you become, the more easily they can manipulate you. Every fucking person watching this right now should be aspiring to be a millionaire. Minimum. Every single one of you. I don't give a fuck how old you are. I don't give a shit how young you are. Every single one of you should be aspiring to make a million fucking dollars or more and to be as healthy as you can be. But they don't want to teach you that. Because as soon as you realized, oh shit, 
I got to get my fucking shit together. I got to get more creative. I got to take more risks. I got to start more businesses. I got to, all of a sudden you start thinking totally different. They make all of you fucking broke. They give you, they, they, they simplify and shrink your life. So you start having goals like this. You go, well, I made 65 last year. I'd really like to make 80. Dude, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but your lifestyle, the difference between 65 and 80 is about $6,000 more in taxes because you just crossed over the threshold. You understand that, right? Like, you might as well not even fucking go over 70. Just keep it under 72 so you don't get butt raped by the IRS. But if you're going to make over 72, you might as well make 150. I'm just telling you, they, all of your expectations, everything you've expected in life is lower, lower. That's why all the fucking, the younger people and all these broke dick fucking liberals are celebrating the dumbest shit. They stand in line to buy fucking phones. They stand in line to buy consumer electronic shit because people stopped aspiring to own art. Oh, who the fuck wants to own art? Oh, I don't know. People of fucking influence and culture. People who can appreciate what another human has created. This isn't fucking create. This is machine built with slave fingers. Now, maybe you have an appreciation for fucking slave construction. Some little fucking Chinaman putting together your shit. Some little Chinese child. But at the end of the day, dude, they don't they don't want you to aspire to to a level of where you can actually remember what America was about. That's why I started this show with Ramble Rants meme, because they've made you forget what quality felt like. Remember when everybody owned a fucking Maytag because the goddamn thing never broke. It was built like a brick shithouse. It was always aesthetic and it worked forever. How many of you own Maytags now? Or how many of you settled for the fucking hot point because the Maytag is $3,000? Think about your big brands. You can't even get your fucking hands on a Corvette right now because General Motors has fucked up the supply chain so badly and they're all sucking off the the politicians. They're deliberately, I believe, they're deliberately slowing down the building of American um, internal combustion engines because they're trying to allow electric companies to catch up. That's what I believe. I believe they're manipulating the car market and manufacturing so that internal combustion engine vehicles are harder and harder to come by, yet Elon Musk is producing 400,000 fucking cars in like, I don't even know, dude, like a one quarter? It's like insane what he's doing with manufacturing. I'm telling you right now, though, they're trying to get you to accept less and less and less. You used to be able to grab... Remember Americans used to check something for quality? Remember you used to touch it with your fucking hands? Go, is this good? You kidding me now? You remember you used to feel it. You would feel the quality. Go, this feels light like a piece of shit. Now people are just like, oh, it does this. It's like you touch on it. You're like, dude, it's going to fall apart. They're like, no, no, it's fine. It's like, no, it's not. It's fucking shit. The reason that it looks like your culture's falling apart... It's because you're going bankrupt. Your country's going bankrupt. And because they're going bankrupt, you're this fucking close from World War III because they're almost out of money. And now all of the people that allowed this country to continue to be fucking essentially insolvent for the last decades, all of the people that have allowed us to play the game we've played and as we've maintained the American standard of living on the backs of fucking Chinese slave labor, all those countries, all those chickens are coming home to roost now. And China and Russia and all these countries are like, 
Yeah, fuck your useless dollars that aren't worth shit. And so now you don't got any, the only counterpoint you've got to that right now, because there's nobody in office that can negotiate. So the only deterrent you have right now are nuclear weapons. And now we're, we're openly discussing using them against countries like Russia, which is fucking insane. They have, essentially the Ponzi scheme is coming to an end. And you have the wrong leadership in office to manage the situation. Let me give you a piece of advice. If you want to feel wealthy and you want to start reclaiming your American exceptionalism, stop buying cheap shit. I'm going to make a fucking challenge to you, okay? Commit to buying quality. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to buy less shit. I'm not going to lie to you. I buy less shit now. I don't go shopping very often. I don't. I don't go shopping very often at all. I pay my fucking bills. I keep my head down. I spoil my wife a little bit, take her out to eat, get her fucking nails done, shit like that. I spoil, I spoil the girls. I spoil my kids. Spoil the fucking... I still donate. But listen to me. If you want to fucking actually experience something, here's what you do. Stop pissing your money away on garbage. I bought a gun recently, right? I had a different gun, and I didn't like the other gun. My other one was, it was okay. It was a 45, but I just didn't like the setup. It was an STI. Just wasn't really a fan. I traded it in, and I bought myself a new, full-size, top-of-line fucking Kimber. It's badass, dude. And I traded it in. I didn't have to spend very much cash out of pocket. But there's something to be said when, so, when you can feel the quality of craftsmanship in something, and you can tell that there was a more thought that went into it, you feel different. It'll change your mindset. So I encourage you guys. I'm like, hey, if you've got the means, buy the dream car. Go feel it. You need to fucking stretch a little bit. You should stretch. You should experience those things. Go check out the boat of your dreams, not the one you can afford today. Go look at the fucking boat you really want and then devise a plan and don't buy anything else before that. Don't settle. Stop fucking settling. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Stop settling. There, I don't spend my money frivolously anymore. I used to be somebody that would fill that gap. I'm like, okay, I'll just spend, you know, you got the two items, the 69 and the 99. Well, this one doesn't do this, but this is, it's 30 bucks less though. It can't be that much different. You know what I learned? When you're making the decision between the 69 and the 99, buy the 159. Because it's the only one that's not going to fucking break. And it's the only one that's gonna, not going to make you feel like a piece of shit. No one fucking does this. Everybody goes towards the, that other mindset, that poverty mindset. It's like, oh, well, I didn't want to. It's like, what, what would have been the difference? Yeah, well, it wasn't in my budget. Fucking find a way. Stretch a little. I'm telling you guys, they have manipulated the American consumer into expecting less and less. You're going to wake up one day and be fucking China, man. You're going to be making a bunch of shit and little fucking manufacturing plants for Chinese people to have a better way of life if you don't play, pay attention. Trump's mustache just mentioned tools. You know what I did? Trump's mustache, when I finally got back into the tool game, I didn't own tools for a lot of years because I fucking couldn't afford them. I asked my good friend, Jason Whitley. I said, Whitley, what's the best fucking tools you can buy? Jason was like, if you want the best of the best, buy nothing but, is it Milwaukee? Now they're expensive as fuck. They're like 30% more than every other fucking tool. And you know what? 
I spent the money. I bought about, I don't know, probably a thousand bucks worth of tools, maybe 1500 bucks worth of tools a few years ago. They don't break. They always work. I never have a problem. They always fucking work every time. And that's why I shopped and I was like, yep. I was like, okay, the only people that's made the best in the business right now for what I needed, which was around the house, was Milwaukee. And that's what I bought. They all come with warranties. And you fucking just bought the shit out of them. And I do the same thing with my wife. I, 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 I consume less products. I buy less stuff. But when I pull the trigger on something, I pull the trigger on the best. I just, you, you fundamentally have to reclaim your American exceptionalism. You got to ignore shit like that. Like that graph, I, I initially looked at that and I went, that's not fucking true. But when you see it seesaw from 2019 down to 2023, the seesaw tells you people are fucking scared. They're emotional. Their hierarchy of importance, right? Their hierarchy of importance. They look and they go, I don't have time for religion right now. I'm fucking trying to figure out how to keep my house. I don't have time for this right now. I'm trying to figure out how to pay for groceries. The bottom line is you will feel better about yourself buying less things, but buying the absolute best of the best. And what you will do is you'll teach yourself, your spouse and your children and your friends. There is a, there is a reason the wealthy in this planet only buy the best because it reaffirms a mindset. It reaffirms a way of living. The United States of America and the culture here got more and more accustomed to finding shitty cheap alternatives to quality own less but own quality and you'll never fucking have guilt about buying any of it i got that big piece of art for me and rihanna for for christmas fucking thing if it's an original oil painting it's a gigantic oil painting i shared it with you guys it was our it was essentially our christmas present to ourselves i bought it for our bedroom big giant fucking seven by four foot painting that painting brand, like if you were to buy it in a gallery, it's probably $8,000, $9,000. Paid like a thousand bucks, dude. Didn't really have the money for it, but I'm like, it's art. It's the original signed piece. It's art. You drop a thousand bucks. It makes you feel good in the morning. When you see it every morning, we wake up. It's right next to our bed. It makes you feel a certain kind of way. Buy less shit, but buy quality. You'll thank me, okay? All right, guys, I'm done. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless our president, Donald J. Trump. I am author Brendan Dilly, and I'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another episode of The Dilly Show. Until then, let's keep taking it all back. I'll see you guys. But there is no way. This is the United States of America. We're not giving up our sovereignty to anybody. Fuck that. We came too close. Now we're going back the other direction. We're not going to get calmer as years go by. We're going to get more fired up. We're going to want more. I want more. This culture war, you fucking idiots, is not is not something about the just, oh, the next re-election. We want it all back. We want our schools back. We want our education. We want our higher education back. We want our banking back. We want our celebrity fucking entertainment industries back. We want our music back. We want our sports back. We're fighting for all of it. I won't stop until we have every fucking aspect of Americanism back and actually representing America. We're raising an entire generation of patriots right behind us who have the exact same attitude and thoughts and approach. 
We're raising children. You're aborting them, we're raising them. We're raising them to vote. We're raising them to recognize bullshit. We're training them to not trust the, the uh, government or the media. We're training them in weapons. We're training them in free speech. We're not a fucking thing the left can do about it. We're not going away. This is only the beginning. Globalism was a failed idea. That was the George Bush era Republican, rhino, sellout, scumbag, globalist approach to things. This is a new America. This is a new America that resembles the old America, except for with a lot more wisdom. And you're just going to have to get used to it, lefties. We're not going anywhere.